It's amazing how when you spend time in adoration, you can be in total silence and hear the Lord speak to your heart. Today was a very special day for me in adoration. And um, I want to share with you the details of that one hour. Right now I'm studying the book of Matthew, chapter 8, and on verse 15, this is what it read. Jesus touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she rose and waited on him. Just like Peter's mother-in-law, there is something inside of us that needs healing, and that healing can only come from God. And as I reflect upon St. Matthew's verse 15 in the eighth chapter, I am reminded about a ritual I had started as I entered into the church. Each and every morning before Mass, I enter into the church and I touch the feet of the Lord on the cross. And I say a prayer, usually it's one of thanksgiving. Then I walk over to the picture of St. Padre Pio and in that picture, you can see very clearly his stigmata and his hands. And every morning I go to that particular picture of him and I touch his hand and mine. And normally it's my left hand. And I thank him for his intercession and protecting my family and all of their intentions. Then I enter into the main sanctuary and I speak to our Blessed Mother. And I thank her for her constant protection and for holding me and everyone that I love under her mantle. Then I walk into the small chapel, Mary's Chapel, where my time and my focus in great prayer is with my Lord and in his house begins. Recently, I shared with my pastor, Father Patrick O'Doherty, that every Mass when the consecration takes place, I can feel a deep squeeze inside of my left hand. I would like to believe that it's my Heavenly Father holding me close. I also believe it's my earthly father who died a year ago today. And lastly, I believe it is St. Padre Pio because that's the exact hand that's being squeezed, is the same hand that touches that picture of his stigmata every day. Could it be that all are squeezing my hand at the very same time as I pour out my soul in prayer for the salvation of all mankind? I receive a heavy reception such as this on earth daily it's a great question and can even it's even a greater mystery I love the thought of all three holding on to my hand and as I pray at the heavenly banquet of the Holy Eucharist I am very blessed by God to be here carrying my cross with Christ and very happy to draw souls closer to him. And as the scripture tells each and every one of us, and I believe every single word, Jesus touched her hand and the fever left her, and she rose and she waited on him. I can see 
myself cured in this same manner. Jesus is touching my hand at every consecration and I am rising and ready to wait on him. I am ready to serve my Lord, healed of my affliction. I am ready to build upon a clean slate and draw souls closer to my Creator. I believe this with my whole heart and soul. In the book of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 21, Then the Lord said, Follow me and allow the dead to bury the dead. I am relieved that God's confirming these words to comfort me as I did not get to give my dad a Catholic funeral mass and burial due to COVID-19. This verse gives me great solace and comfort. In Luke 9:60, and it states this, let the dead bury the dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Luke 9:61, and another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family at home. And then in Luke 9:62, Jesus said, No one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what is left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. So the essence of this scripture is guiding me into the truth and into the path our Lord has set. And this confirmation was greatly needed in order for me to let go and let God. His ways and not our ways. This all goes back to what my dear friend Sue and I used to talk about in the Keys. Total surrender to God. This is how we meet him and enter into his holy presence. And this is where he speaks to us and we learn how to listen. My brothers, my sisters in Christ, surrender to Christ in all truth, in all circumstances now. Tomorrow for some may be too late. Don't wait, but run to our Lord. Run to the Adoration Chapel. Run to the confessional. Run to the Mass. Do everything in Christ, and Christ will do everything necessary in you. In the book of Matthew 9.15, the day will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. This is a very profound statement in the Bible, and I reflected upon it today. Uh, again, you know, it's my father's one-year anniversary, and upon Dad's death, even six months before our Lord had taken him, he was preparing me for the day he was to come. And I remember when he told me my dad was going to die in six months, I remember losing my appetite for the first time in my life. And it was at that juncture I began to fast for my father's soul. I ate less. I prayed more. The spiritual fight was on for my dad's soul. In the past, I always found fasting to be difficult, but not this time. This was different. It came at an alarming speed and an urgency because my dad's very soul was precious and is precious to me and in the eyes of God. I was on my post praying morning, noon, and night on my knees to my Lord in tears, awaiting for the longest time. And at 3 a.m. almost every night, Jesus would come to me and I knew that I had to pray for my father's soul. Matthew 9.32, the healing of the 
the healing of the person. When the demon was driven out, the mute person spoke. Uh, the healing of the mute person. 937, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. This is also true. The 12 apostles, Simon called Peter, his brother Andrew, James son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew the tax collector, James son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the Cananean, and Judas Iscariot who betrayed him. These are important names to remember, I believe, and I also encourage you to learn more about them. What I learned was this, my Lord and I, my Father, were joined together in deep spiritual prayer. It was I believing my farewell, my ways of being with my Father at the end of his life, when all I would think of is physically the fact that I couldn't be there for him in the hospital when he was dying, and no visitors were allowed to visit loved ones because of COVID. So Jesus had another plan. Jesus called on me, he gave me this gift and opportunity to pray and invoke upon the Holy Spirit, morning, noon, and night. Through the power of prayer, through the power of faith, Jesus and I and my dad were joined as one, powerfully preparing my father to be received by his maker. And I believe he departed from this life comforted by the greatest peace that could have come from the power of prayer. And I firmly believe this in my heart, that we are called to a very deep prayer life, and mine was greatly enhanced upon the calling of my Father to my Heavenly Father. So I thank you for listening to this podcast, and I hope it inspires you to pray for everyone more deeply in your life. Amen.